Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to episode 141 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, today we are revisiting a Christmas past, uh, episode 17 from 2016. It was titled, All I Want for Christmas is My Freedom. And um, it's amazing, actually, and a little disheartening to realize how little has changed for the better for gun rights in the two years since we hired, elected, a pro-gun president supported by a supposedly pro-Constitution House and Senate. And it makes one wonder, what is it going to take to really move the needle back to freedom where our gun rights are concerned? When we recorded episode 17 back in 2016, we had the hope that with our newly elected president, he would see to it that we gained protection for our ears, for our hearing, with the Hearing Protection Act. We thought that national concealed carry reciprocity but was all but certain to pass, and perhaps we might even be able to repeal the NFA. None of these things have happened, and as we speak, instead, we're likely looking at a ban on accessories called bump stocks. It seems like the tide is moving farther out on our rights rather than having a tidal wave of a return to constitutionality that we expected. So as we gather our families together this Christmas 2018, many states have lost even more of their access to their God-given and their Second Amendment protected rights. And while we are so thankful And we are so blessed here in America. We patriots are still saying, all I want for Christmas is my rights. And Dan, I want to throw a question to you. Two questions. But they're the same question. What is the holdup? Right? And why does it seem that the rights restrictors are always appeased and placated over the needs of those uh, of, of all Americans, really, but but those of us who fight for freedom seem to be ignored. Well, I think it's because, like most people, uh, the rights restrictors, they just cry, 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 cry. I want a cookie. I want a cookie. I want a cookie. I want a cookie until you finally just say, oh, just have the cookie. And I think that they just they will not give up. And the and why are they so strong on these things? That's the the thing I don't understand. I think it's because they don't understand. Well, I absolutely agree with you that it comes down to education and knowledge. And this, um, the crying for the cookie, I get your analogy, but I don't want to be disrespectful 
uh, in the sense that, you know, there's a lot of people who really think because they don't know the facts and the truth, they really think that their, their position to restrict rights isn't about restricting rights. It's about saving the lives of fellow Americans and children. Um, and so when you say cry for a cookie, they would say, well, my cookie is about saving lives. Well, our cookie is too, because we think, we know that when you have a strong defense, that you are a prepared and responsibly armed citizen, that you actually help save lives. And an FBI report recently said so. I'm, I'm hung up on your word. You said disrespectful. You know, I understand that you shouldn't be disrespectful to people that um, you, you talk with. You know, it's it's common courtesy not to be. But when there's people out there just totally so uneducated that they are just talking, sometimes you have to be disrespectful just to wake them up. But it's, you know, I was listening to a YouTube uh, video. It was um, Bill Moore and Ben Sapiro. Shapiro. Shapiro. And um, they were talking and, you know, not in Bill's exact words, but what I got from it was now that he has understood more law and more about guns, understanding, understanding more <laughs> about guns, he's not as strict about them now. He's He understands more than he did before, and he's more under, so being more understanding, he's not as hard on gun laws right now. And that happens over and over again. The the big Time magazine about, uh, was it Guns in America, I think was the title, where they brought together uh, 200, I forget the number now, people from both sides of the, the debate. Mm -hmm. And even during that process of taking the photographs and going to the, the big unveiling, the, there were several people who once they interacted with the normal American citizens who use right uh, use guns for self-defense, for um, hunting, for um, leisure and recreation, they started to see things completely differently because they had a new way of thinking that was different from what is shoved down their throats all the time. And the FBI report that I was talking about that was published recently uh, mentioned that Responsibly armed citizens safely and successfully ended these attempts at mass murders, mass killings with firearms in a majority of incidents in uh, the last, uh, I think it was a 12 or 18 month span of time that they were looking at. You said majority? Mm-hmm. The majority. Imagine how many more lives could have been saved and can be saved in the future had more people been responsibly armed and rather than being rendered defenseless by these so-called gun free zones right it's 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 amazing they just don't do anything you know they they don't listen to that they don't report it who's the they you like to say they a lot you've got to tell us who the they is well how many times on the news do you hear that somebody saves somebody with a firearm not very often that's they (laughs) That the people the, that don't report. They don't report. So how, so naturally, the people that are anti-gun are going to stay anti-gun because unless they have an experience on their own or close in their family, they're not going to realize it. But it's real easy for them to go to the other side and, and see all these hate things that happen and all these accidents and all the other stuff. It's easy for them to do that. Well, and it's unfortunate to me that it takes the FBI – to tell us this. 
Like to me, it's like you can't logically think it through that if we had more trained, responsible, immediate responders, that just the very presence of people who are situationally aware and ready to defend themselves and their families, that right there would deter crime. And that happens all the time, but that can't even be measured in an FBI report or any other kind of report because it's not like you can survey the bad guys and go, how many homes were you going to break into this month that you decided not to because they were, you know, of, you know, they had an NRA sticker on their car. I mean, who knows how you would even phrase a question like that? Because a criminal is is profiling you. They're looking, they're watching how you at, uh, walk in parking lots. They look at your vehicles. You have an NRA sticker on your vehicle. They're most likely going to go to the one that doesn't have one. Absolutely. Well, we have got to dive in. And uh, this hour, you're going to hear our good friend and the president of the Arizona Citizens Defense League, Dave Kopp. He is a guest of Christmas's past. And uh, again, you'll hear Dan do most of the talking because I had a terrible cold back in 2016 when we recorded this episode 17. So uh, get some eggnog, prop your feet up in your comfy socks. How are you feeling now, Cheryl? I'm, okay I'm much better. You, you'll notice because I'm doing a lot of the talking today. <laughs> so, and here we go. Welcome back to the second hour of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. Sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Coming up this hour, our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan, that's me, tip of the week. But first, our title today is, All I Want for Christmas is My Freedom and My Wife's Voice Back. Our guest today is Dave Kopp, president of the Arizona Citizens Defense League, AZCDL, is where grassroots activists take a stand working on the Arizona legislature to get strong pro-right bills written and passed into law while stopping bad bills. Hello, Dave. How are you doing today? How are you doing, Dan? Hey, one thing that strikes me is that everybody that I've met on the board has migrated from Ari- to Arizona from another state. Yeah, is, yeah. Is, is that a co- coincidence or what? Uh, well, kind of, in a way, yeah. <laughs> uh, we all kind of met by accident uh, online some, about 12 years ago now. And, uh, yeah, we were all from other states and, and uh, bemoaning the fact that it was so terrible there and so much better here, but not as good as it could be. So that's kind of how we got together. So yeah. you came. This is Cheryl. and My, my voice is a little rough today because I've got a cold. But um, so when we say you came from other states, we're talking about the states where so many of the rights have already been lost, Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I grew up in New York, and, and New York, uh, from a Second Amendment standpoint, is just a horror show. And uh, some of the other guys came from uh, California and Illinois, places like that, where, where things are just terrible. And so uh, when we got together, you know, we said to ourselves, well, uh, first and foremost, things could be better here, uh, you know, at the time. And this is going back 11, 12 years ago. Uh, things could be better. And second, and maybe more important, we don't want things to get the way they were where we came from. Well, you guys are doing a great job with that. Why don't you tell everybody what the AZCDL is? Well, uh, Arizona Citizens Defense League, that's uh, www.azcdl.org.org. Uh, we are basically, first and foremost, an educational organization. Uh, our purpose is to, to connect people with their government and uh, keep people informed and keep people apprised of what's going on downtown. Uh, and and uh, state government is where everything is, where everything happens. 
uh, I think it was Tip O'Neill uh, some years ago said, all government is local. And so uh, it, if you don't know what's going on, if you aren't part of what's going on, then you have no say. And, and you know, the, the government was meant to be of the people and by the people and for the people. And if you aren't involved, then that's not working. And so that's really our function is to make sure that the government of the people is working. You know, uh, Dave, my dad started the Arizona Gun Owners Association many years back. I was just a teenager at the time. And, you know, he had his printing press and they were doing all this uh, stopping the anti-gunners and all that. Nobody ever raped the 38 bulletins, all that stuff. And I, and I didn't really grasp it. And there's got to be a way we need to let the people know we've got to get into this. We've got to get part, be part of this because we're going to lose our rights. And then once we lose them, we'll never get them back. How do we do that? Well, I mean, first thing before anything else is understanding your rights. And, you know, I hear so many people say, well, the Constitution protects our guns. And I'm always telling people, no, that's exactly wrong. We protect the Constitution. The Constitution is a piece of paper. It mm-hmm. just lays out, this is what your rights given to you by your creator are. And the only way those rights are protected is if we stand up and protect them. You don't have any rights if you don't know what they are. Right. Oh, that's so important. And um, that kind of leads us into what I was hoping to talk about today, and that is... This new push, I mean, there's been a push for this quote-unquote universal background check, right? But now, I mean, the thing that happened in San Bernardino, the bullets were probably still in the air when a lot of the people from the, the left side of the political realm started talking about the need for more gun control and background, this universal background check and to... to put people on this terrorist watch list and that sort of thing. And I want to talk about the watch list in our next segment after the commercial. But this one, this segment, I want to talk about, you know, this, why, what's so bad about a universal background check? It sounds so, quote, reasonable, right? It sounds so, quote, common sense. Well, I don't know, a couple of years ago at our annual meeting, and maybe we can talk about that a little later too, but you know, we do one big meeting a year our annual meeting, and we, we alternate between Phoenix and Tucson. And and I get my seven minutes of fame every year to go up there as the president of the organization and say a few words. And a couple of years ago, I made the point, when, when somebody says be reasonable, what do they really mean? And, and, you know, anybody who's married, and I know you guys know what I'm talking about, anybody who's married knows exactly what reasonable means. It means do what <laughs> I want you to do. Do I, what I want you to I've do. I've done my 30 years in time. <laughs> exactly. You know? So, I mean, I've been married almost 20 years now. And like I said, anybody who's married or is even in a long-term relationship knows. It means do what I want you to do. Right. And so when the other side says be reasonable, that's what they really mean. They mean do what I want you to do. And so, you know, fundamentally, every time they come down and say, well, be reasonable, you know, this is a reasonable step, what they really mean is do what I want you to do. And so, you know, they sit here talking about, well, you know, universal background checks, we just want bad guys and, and mentally ill and so on to, to, to have their backgrounds checked at gun shows and on the Internet. And they always avoid the obvious, which is the vast majority of these sales that they're talking about, they already have background checks done. Right. And so what happens then? Well, and this is a question that I keep raising. And a lot of folks in, in, in the industry say, well, you know, we should make sure our background checks work better, so on and so forth. Why are they saying that? What's going on with background checks now? There are millions and millions of background checks done every year. 
And out of those background checks, a tiny fraction, a tiny fraction, turn up anything wrong to begin with. And out of that tiny fraction that turn up something wrong, a tiny fraction of those are are referred to the Justice Department for prosecution. Out of that tiny fraction that are referred for prosecution, an even tinier fraction are actually prosecuted. They did a study, the Justice Department did a study back in 2010, and they came up with a number, 14 prosecutions out of the hundreds of thousands of background checks done in that year, 14 prosecutions. And and we're, we're talking about prosecuting because if a person who is a felon attempts to buy a gun through a background check and they're denied, they've broke the law because they're trying to buy a gun that they can't legally possess. Exactly. And, and, they don't and prosecute. the other side, the, you know, the Brady side, the million mom march side, the moms demand action side, are always talking about, well, background checks stopped hundreds of thousands of felons from buying guns, but they didn't. And that's the big lie. You know, they, they always talked about the big lie, the propaganda. That's the big lie. It wasn't hundreds of thousands of felons that were stopped. It was hundreds of thousands of people. Well, and then how about this point where, you know, they, they like to say, if just one life could be saved. Yeah, and, well, I, and I love that because, you know, when they say it's just one life, then they turn around and ignore the thousands, the hundreds of thousands, that maybe even millions, depending on whose study you're looking at, the, those lives that are saved by the defensive use of a gun. That's so true, but I, I don't know how anybody with a straight face denies that that happens all the time, but even um, Geraldo Rivera has said, you know, when's the last time that happened? And then the Moms Demand Action lady, I forget her name, Sharon Watts, I think. Oh, Shannon Watts. Shannon Watts, sorry. My favorite. Um, (laughs) She says that it has never happened. Like, does she never, ever look at the news, ever? Well, I mean, that's uh, more than anything else is a basic violation of of, of ethics. You know, you just, you never say never. Exactly. It's it's too easy to disprove, but they don't seem to care about that because I guess nobody in the media ever calls them on it. Hey, Dave, we've got one or two people on the fence listening to us right now, and I I know one of the questions that pop in their head is, well, what do we do? That how do we keep felons from having guns? Well, you know, as I mentioned a little while ago, my big question is, we're doing these background checks now, right? Obviously, we're spending. God knows what, because they never talk about that either. Where is the money going that we're spending on these background checks? So we're doing hundreds of thousands of background checks. We get 14 prosecutions out of this. Right. Couldn't we spend that money better on real law enforcement, putting more cops on the streets, giving them better equipment, letting them have uh, bullet-resistant vests so that they're not getting killed? I mean, couldn't that money be put to better use? That's right. kind of the question at forefront of my mind every day is, why are we wasting money on background checks that are prosecuting no one when we can put that money to better use? Right, and we have a law right now that says we have to do a background check when you buy a gun, and they're not enforcing that law because they're letting felons that try to buy a gun walk the streets. Right, so, not, and not so, to mention that they're, they're snaring all of these people who actually didn't do anything, whose name may have been similar to some guy that might have committed a crime, right. and, and, and tripping up people that, who actually did nothing in a system that's, fundamentally wasting money. I have a federal firearms license guy. He just gave up his license that comes in to buy guns from me, and he is delayed every time he tries to buy a gun. He has never, I don't think he's ever gotten a traffic ticket. Right. And, and it is discrimination because, I mean, it's frustrating. Why, why should I have to wait? Why should I have to come back? 
So I, I agree with you. And if, if they just enforce the laws that we have right now, instead of trying to think this other law is going to protect everything, this other law, they keep coming up with these fantasy bills that are going to solve everything. And the answer is what we already have, enforcing what we already have. Yeah, uh, you know, like I said, the whole idea of if we just keep passing more laws, if we just keep throwing more money at problems, et cetera, et cetera, that that's going to accomplish anything. You know, if we just obeyed the fundamental Second Amendment and let people keep and bear arms the way they're supposed to, then most of your criminal problem would probably just go away because, hey, let's face it, no criminal wants to tangle with an armed opponent. Yeah, and I, I do want to make it clear, Dave, I'm not saying keep the laws we have. I think the laws we have should be abolished too, many of them. Yeah. But um, you're right. I mean, the the Ten Commandments cover all the laws. I mean, yeah. thou shall not kill, right? Okay. Well, thou shall not murder. Right. Okay. So, so you know, we're already breaking the law, I mean, and people are doing it. So it doesn't matter what laws you put out there. People are still going to break the laws. Absolutely. Now, uh, stick with us through the commercial, if you would, Dave, because I want to come sure. back and talk about this terrorist watch list that's supposed to be the end-all be-all of of uh keeping guns out of bad guys hands okay as long as you don't care about due process <laughs> we're gonna get into that right after the break let it snow let it snow when we finally kiss goodnight how i'll hate going out in the storm but if you really hold me tight all the way home I'll be warm And the fire is slowly dying And my dear, we're still goodbye But as long as you love me For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop. And you should make it yours, too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Come in for AZ Firearms' huge gun buying event taking place now until the end of the month. From single items to entire collections, AZ Firearms pays you the highest values for your guns. Long guns, handguns, military, western, even your old brass and ammo. We buy it all. Find us online at azfirearms.com. That's azfirearms.com. Or visit us off I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 Western Avenue in historic Avondale. Don't miss the AZ Firearms huge gun buying event now through the end of the month. Check us out online at azfirearms.com. Or stop on by AZ Firearms, the largest small gun shop in Arizona. When you're working hard to beat debt, you got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of hundreds just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, household items, to cars, boats, guns, and more at potofgoldestate.com. Or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more, visit potofgoldestate.com. potofgoldestate.com. 
Ding dong merrily on high In heaven the bells are Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio where we engage, educate, and inform sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. We're talking with Dave Kopp, president of the Arizona Citizens Defense League about not only elements of their universal background check, but now we want to do, to dive into terror watch lists. That is being proposed as a way to keep guns out of the hands of terrorists. Sounds reasonable. Sounds like common sense that everyone should agree on. But who might find themselves on such a list? Dave? Dave what do you think about that? Well, and that's the key question, isn't it, is who's on that list? Nobody really knows. Well, look, the government knows, but nobody else does. Nobody knows how to get on it. Nobody knows how to get off it. And there's there's no due process whatsoever. If you're on it, you don't find out until your rights are denied. And then once your rights are denied, you don't know how to get off it. You don't know how to get any kind of redress. Right. It, it, it would be really easy for Joe to say, hey, you need to be on the terrorist list. So now you're on the terrorist list. Prove that you shouldn't be on there and go through your three years and thousands of dollars in attorney fees to get out. Well, and then, of course, since everything about it is secret, the whole process is completely non-transparent. And so you could go through all of this and still find yourself denied, not know why, not know how. Right. Well, and then there's the whole idea that um, the guest before you was Dr. Sebastian Gorka, and we were asking him, like, how can we be better informed and not just watch the nightly news about, you know, world events and terrorism and stuff? So he says, well, go to this website that is a terrorist magazine website. And we're thinking that is a bad idea for us because we uh, have destructive devices as part of our uh, license, as part of our FFL. We have have a license to do everything from machine guns to cannons. You know, I have 105 howitzers, the whole works. Now, if I go on the website and I start looking up these terrorist groups, and the reason why I want to look them up is to protect myself. I am not interested in any of that stuff. I want to know what's going on out there, so I would like to get that information. I won't do it because I'm afraid that I would be put on that list. Yeah, it would surprise me, sure. Right. Well, and then it. how much news do you have to watch until you hear somebody on the left side of the political spectrum say that if you're in the Tea Party or if you are believe in the, the tenets of the Tea Party movement, that you are, in a sense, a terrorist? Well, I don't think you have to go real far to find them saying that. You can just go on their, one of their websites, like the Daily Coast or, you know, uh, Huffington Post's uh, chat section. Any of those websites, you'll find them saying that pretty quick. So, uh, you know, but the other side of the equation is just look back a few years ago, uh, back to the Bush administration. Who was screaming blue murder about the terror watch list? It was the political left. They were the ones screaming and yelling, oh, it's unfair, there's no due process, how do people get on, how do people get off? But now that it's their president talking about, oh, well, we can control guns this way, all of a sudden it's okay. Right. Well, anything that is secretive like that and that and it does circumvent due process and it basically is trying to guess who's going to be a bad guy before he or she is a bad guy, I just don't see how that fits with our Constitution at all. Hey, David, uh, speaking of uh, friends and guns, how's our buddy Bloomberg doing right now? Uh, Well, you know, his money is behind an awful lot of this stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, the push for universal background checks, it wouldn't have gotten anywhere in a lot of these states. It, it passed in Washington. It, they're working on it in Nevada right now. They're working on it in Maine, and it's his money behind it. It's his organization. It's his people on the ground. Uh, you know, and they go into these states with his money, and then they recruit local millionaires and billionaires to help fund it because it's a lot easier to sell when you've got, hey, you know, I know that guy. He contributes to the local charities. Yeah, you know, if he's for it, maybe I should be for it. So, you know, the advertising is much more successful when it's not some carpetbagger from New York, but it's, hey, you know, that guy's a local charity figure, and I can believe him. So, you know, these guys are smart. You know, you don't get to be $40 billion rich if you're not smart. So, well, uh, yeah, he's behind a lot of this stuff. And his money has paid for a lot of political careers, and it's paid for a lot of advertising to, to push these initiatives. And now they're going state to state with this terror watch list thing. They've gotten uh, the governor of Connecticut and the governor of Maryland to uh, pass these, these rulings by executive decree now, basically saying, well, we're, we're going to keep people from buying guns by executive order by saying if you're on the terror watch list, you can't buy a gun now. Uh, and it's, you know, again, it's Bloomberg's money behind all this. Well, and I think they use the tactic where they'll go to, you know, the state fair or someplace where people congregate, maybe a mall, with their, their uh, sheet of paper that, you know, they want you to sign your name to. And they, they use just enough terminology that it sounds so reasonable. Like, do you, do you think that everybody that buys a gun should have to go through a background check? And if you don't know anything about the current laws... You don't know anything about, you know, the pros and cons of the issue. I, I think it's just real easy to go, well, sure, I'll sign that, right? Well, exactly, because the vast majority of people don't know what the current laws are. Even a lot of the gun owners don't know what the current laws are. Well, how about the FBI, the person in charge of the FBI doesn't know if a gun can be shipped to a person's house? Did you hear hey, that? You know, t- talk about a perfect example. Yeah, the director of the FBI doesn't know that you have to get a background check and ship through FFL. All we can say is, bless his heart, you know? Because, yeah. I mean, surely he knows, but it just, he didn't I mean, have it in his head at the time. You, and can't, he, you can't know every law, but if you're the director of the FBI, you should know the basic laws. I mean, you should understand, a, I don't know. He's, he's, he's an okay guy, I guess, but that just really... I, I I stood still for a second. I was in shock. It was like a car wreck when the <laughs> FBI director says he didn't know if it was against the law to ship a gun. Well, and then so getting back to these ballots, so is, if they can get enough signature on a ballot, now they can bring it in and have our representatives vote on it, right? Isn't that kind of what's happening in Nevada and now it's supposed to be coming here to Arizona? Well, they certainly have said this much. Uh, in their press releases, it's uh, uh, Mom's Demand Action and their press releases has said that, you know, after their victory in Washington, they said basically we're going to Maine, we're going to Nevada, we're going to Arizona. And so we're expecting them to show up any time. And we've been gearing up to fight them. But, you know, we're a small group. We depend on donations. And, and we, we don't have $40 billion. Well, speaking so. of that, Dave, how do, how do we join? Let our guests know how to join. Well, uh, the easiest way is to go on the website, www.azcdl.org. Um, but you can join at any gun show. We're at every gun show in the state, as you've probably seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a table set up, a membership table. Uh, it's cheaper at the gun show because we give mm-hmm. discounts at the gun show. Um, but, you know, to join as a member is, is fairly simple. It's a basic membership is $30. So sustaining is 50 And uh, we take credit 
cards on the website or at the gun show. We take cash, obviously. And, you know, we're, we're one of those uh, crazy American institutions where we still take cash. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we do our best that we can with your money. We try to get good laws passed. We try to block bad laws. Uh, we spend our days at the Capitol whenever the legislature is in session making sure that, that things go well. And uh, three years running now, Guns and Ammo magazine has voted this state the best in the nation for gun laws. And, and we take pride in that because we've worked real hard to make sure that happens. And you sure do. Hey, Dave, thank you so much. I hope you and your family have a wonderful and blessed and Merry Christmas. You too. Thank you so much. Hey, stick around. When we come back, we've got a Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Tip of the Week. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. Hi, folks. I'm Don Carter. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. Come in for AZ Firearms' huge gun buying event taking place now until the end of the month. From single items to entire collections, AZ Firearms pays you the highest values for your guns. Long guns, handguns, military, western, even your old brass and ammo. We buy it all. Find us online at azfirearms.com. That's azfirearms.com. Or visit us off I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 Western Avenue in historic Avondale. Don't miss the AZ Firearms huge gun buying event now through the end of the month. Check us out online at azfirearms.com or stop on by AZ Firearms, the largest small gun shop in Arizona. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I gotta go away. Baby, it's cold outside. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. Sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. You know, every week we do a segment called the Responsibly Armed Citizen, where we talk about stories that don't hit the news. Well, today we've got one that does. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. We've got a story. About campus carry. And uh, the topic of campus carry, I'm sorry to jump in there, but I'm kind of passionate about this one. Um, the topic of campus carry at colleges around the nation 
has been a sometimes controversial and heated debate, but not at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, where Jerry Falwell Jr., the president of the university, encourages by example his students to take the safety course that's offered by the college and then legally, safely, and responsibly carry. Here he is on Hannity talking about just that. Welcome back to Hannity. Jerry Falwell Jr., who is the president of Liberty University, is taking heat for comments that he made about the president's push for more gun control in the wake of the San Bernardino terrorist attack. Now, Falwell urged his students on Friday to arm themselves when he said this. Some of those people in that community center had had what I've got in my back pocket right now. <laughs> so, so I, I just want to... I just wanted to take this opportunity to encourage all of you to get your permit. We offer a free course, and let's, let's, let's teach them a lesson if they ever show up here. Teach them a lesson if they ever show up here. Here now in a Hannity exclusive is the president of Liberty University, Jerry Falwell, Jr. Jerry, good to see you, sir. Son, wonderful to be with you. You know, I made the same comment last week. I said I had a guest on, an anti-gun guest, and I know this is where the president and Hillary want to take this. Within, before we even knew the identity, before these two terrorists were even killed, they were advancing a gun control narrative, which is, you know, in my mind, um, without any facts, I think it's very irresponsible. But the president did it, Hillary did it, and, and Governor O'Malley did it. But here's the reality. If you were in the room, if I, as a concealed carry permit holder and, and a marksman since I'm 11, if we were in that room, we might have been able to save lives. What part of this argument don't they seem to get? It's common sense to me, Sean. I, I just remember eight years ago, just an hour and a half from Liberty University, the terrible carnage at Virginia Tech. I remember thinking for years after that, what if just one of those students, one of those faculty members, had had a concealed carry permit? What if they had been able to stop that shooter before he killed 30-plus lives? And I just determined after that, after that incident to make sure that Liberty University students were prepared, were able to protect themselves, to have the chance to protect themselves. It's not all students. It's only age 21 and older, faculty and staff. So we don't have a bunch of 18, 19, 20-year-old students running around with handguns. But it's, it's a policy that's been in place here for several years, and it's worked well for us. And I'm proud that Liberty was one of the only schools to take that position initially. Initially, now dozens have followed suit. And I think it's common sense. It's where all universities need to go. Wow. That is a university that I would want to support. Can you believe that? You, you got to listen to this whole clip. I want you to go on YouTube and find this clip. Because what really shocked me is Hillary's response to this. Yeah, she comes back and all she says is, did you hear him threaten all Muslims? Right. There was nothing. It was, it was ridiculous. I mean, how could she even talk after that? It, she's so full <laughs> of lies. Anyway, uh, they, they attacked him for that. And, you know, I look at the good points that this man is bringing to the uh, community and the university it's amazing. And just to think that if we all just were taught. Right. And just take the drama out of it. And, and I love that he, they have a course. I love that it's a free, free course. course. And I love that he specified in his speech that he's talking about people who are legal to carry 
uh, handguns, which is age 21 and older. Uh, He's encouraging them to get trained and to carry, but only if you're ready and willing and able to uh, use the firearm the way that it's supposed to be used and protect against those who might seek to harm others. So anyway, I I really applaud that. And uh, it's nice to know that there are still universities out there that um, are teaching, you know, what we believe is the truth. And it's not everything doesn't have to go through this lens of of being skewed into a narrative. But uh, we want to stick around because one of my favorite parts of the show every week is Dan's tip of the week. And that will be coming up right after this commercial. And children, listen Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. When you're working hard to beat debt, you got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of hundreds just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, household items, to cars, boats, guns, and more at potofgoldestate.com. Or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more, visit potofgoldestate.com. potofgoldestate.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. Sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. You know, Cheryl, we've had a good show here and really would like to talk about um, everything we've covered today. Just kind of go over it and just let everybody know, have a good Christmas, and to be aware of your surroundings this holiday season. Just be extra cautious about what you see and what you're doing, how to react to those things. Yeah, you know, the the terrorists, the jihadists, the murderers, whatever word you want to put there, I think they would love to know that they've disrupted our Christmas season, our Christmas day, our celebrations, our traditions, 
that they've altered them in some way. And, you know, you've got to find that balance, find out what's what works for you and your family. Um, but if you can stick as close to your traditions as possible, I think that that is the, the most American thing we can do, you know, for maybe lack of a better word. Well, you know, I'm 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 afraid of terrorists. You know, you, you have to be cautious about something might happen and be aware. But what I worry about every day is not the terrorists. I worry about the liberals that are trying to take my rights away from me. I worry about this every day. That's a bigger threat to me right now. I can defend myself. I can't. And I could do, I'll do everything I can to stop people from uh, taking my rights away from me. But it, it just seems like it's really a tough road. It is a tough road. And, um, you know, the politicians are the ones that want to divide us up into little boxes. And, you know, so they want to put us over here in the conservative box. And they want to put, you know, the next guy over in the liberal box. And they want to give us things to fight about and things to keep us apart and I think the best what do they say the best revenge is living well or something like that I think the best revenge is to reach out and find the similarities and the commonalities with the people that the politicians would like to keep you segregated from and uh, we talked about after our Thanksgiving show that um, on Thanksgiving we fill our table with people that we love and know we don't have to agree on every single point. And as you're going into the Christmas season and, and New Year's, to think about that, that, you know, don't let these people win who, you know, as long as as long as there's a, a boogeyman out there, no matter what the boogeyman is, it gives them purpose and it keeps them in office. Isn't it weird that boogeyman and Bloomberg kind of sound alike? <laughs> I don't want to touch Well, that. yeah, we don't want to go there. But it is because, to be honest with you, he is the boogeyman for gun rights, for Second Amendment rights. He's the boogeyman. But what we don't know is, does he really believe what he's saying? Or is there just some political gain or some financial gain for him? And I, I, I haven't figured that out for myself yet. You know, most of all the people that talk about guns in a negative way I think they really believe it, but they're just not educated. Yeah. They just don't know and don't understand that when they start talking about Second Amendment rights, that they want to take these things away with us because it's, it's, it's worth the cost. Well, well, and I think some people, because they're, they're just going to maybe skim across the surface of it. And I found this about my own self, that um, we have friends that are in education. And so if something comes up that's really you know important about education – well, our only child is 26 now, and our grandbaby's not even a year and a half. So we're kind of in that middle space where you know, we don't have to really invest a lot of time and energy and brain cells into digging through the individual things and, and issues that come up. Um, and so it's, it's easier for us to just kind of skim across the surface and listen to a sound bite or two from either side, the liberal side, the conservative side, and then try to figure out where we land on that spectrum. Yes, but I think that happens with gun laws a lot. People that aren't, maybe they're not gun owners or, you know, maybe they're a gun owner, but they just got their one gun and they feel like they're good. They just skim across the surface. Well, I, I can agree with you on that, but think about this. You know, we have teachers or friends of ours. 
And when they tell us that we need to vote on a bill to get more money for the school, we don't necessarily just go down there and vote to get more money. We think about it. We we find, okay, what are they spending their money on now? We we are edu- we educate ourselves so that we can make the right decision or what we believe in. We don't just say, well, our friend's a teacher. They say they need more money, so we're going to vote for more money because that's not being educated. That's being, um, co- uh, I don't know how to say the word, but we make our decisions based on the information that we have and we don't necessarily just take it from one person. It's true, but I, I just offer a certain amount of grace for people that, you know, they don't mean any harm to those of us that love our Second Amendment rights, but they just don't take the time to dig into the, the issues and try to sort it out and go, well, if you as a good person can have a gun, then so can that guy as a bad person. And, you know, they don't think about the, the fact that, laws only pertain to good people that will follow the laws it's it's a little bit more of a a gray area for somebody to really think about the the concept that all right so if i'm a bad guy and i really want to do something wrong am i going to let any laws stop me right and uh, the answer i believe is no because anytime there's a been a prohibition against anything in this country let's go back to Prohibition era against alcohol. What happened? Well, that made some bad guys really, really rich. Right. That made some turf wars happen. That made... Yeah, it made everything more violent. Exactly. I, I look at it this way. If you have a person that's on the fence that doesn't really know that much about gun laws, and then he hears that, oh, any person can buy a gun online and have it shipped directly to their home, naturally that person is going to go, well, I don't want Bobby to have a gun. I'm going to vote no on that. I'm going to I'm going to be an anti-gun person where if if they knew the law it says okay, like our credit card companies, we constantly are being told by our credit card companies we can't do business with them because we don't have um they don't want to deal with gun dealers. Okay? And gun dealers are the safest out there. They I are. mean, we are so highly regulated, you don't even understand. <laughs> I mean, I can have I have proof of where the gun leaves the store all the way to the other store, and then to the person that bought it, there could be no fraud there at all. In a gun. It's the safest credit card transaction you can have, but the credit card companies don't know that a gun can not be shipped to an individual, so they're so afraid that they stop us from doing it. What they're probably afraid of is the stigma, right? Because if you just glance at the national news outlets, Generally speaking, there's a stigma against gun ownership. And secondly, I think that they're afraid of litigation because we live in such a litigious time in history where, you know, there is a lot of great attorneys out there, great lawyers, um, but there are those that will grab up any case that they think they can turn a buck on or maybe make a splash in the news on. And you know, even Hillary Clinton has said that uh, gun owners, gun manufacturers, gun stores, anybody connected with it, that they should be held accountable, held liable if uh, someone goes off the deep end and does something wrong. That would be like a tail light on my car should be responsible. Uh, I could sue the tail light manufacturer on my car, the bulb, because I had an accident and killed somebody, then 
they should be able to be sued too. What difference does it make? Right. It didn't notify the person driving behind you, so they hit you, and then it caused a death. And so we could go down the chain of, you know, the the guy that turned the bolt on the the motor or whatever. As long as the person that... The gun, the person that built the gun all the way down to who sold the gun had no intent that anything illegal was going to happen. No one should be responsible for that. It's the person who pulls the trigger. The gun cannot do it by itself. Well, Where are we going to put our responsibilities back on the people themselves, the person that does it? Well, and that kind of gets us back to the difference between a liberal-minded person and a conservative-minded person, and that is that, you know, conservative-minded people really look to the individual and they say, you know, whatever your circumstances in your life, of course there are there are factors in the world. You know, maybe you're sitting in your home and a tornado came along. Nobody can help that. But it's up to you and your neighbors and your church and those organizations to come together. So we're always looking at the individual where a liberally-minded person is more apt to to look to a global solution to things. Well, how come, it just just hit me, why isn't a person who does drugs, LSD or heroin, why aren't the needle manufacturers sued? Why aren't the the injection people sued? Why aren't the pill container bottles that they put the pills in sued? That's a very interesting question. I mean, has anybody ever attempted to sue the manufacturers of needles for unlawful use of heroin? I don't know, but that's worth a Google, Dan. I might have to look that up. We're going to have to look that up because that, you know what? That's it. You know what time it is, though? No. It's time for Dan's Tip of the Week. Is that it? That's it. All right. That last ding, I don't know if it's one ding or two dings or a ding and a dong or what. (laughs) Hey, Tip of the Week. I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but... I've been in the gun business all my life. Even, all his life. Even before 1968, when I could walk around with a pacifier at the gun show <laughs> and sell guns, okay? No, you did not have a pacifier. I, I you didn't. were born in 55, okay? Okay, I didn't have a pacifier, but I'll tell you this. When I was, before being a teenager, was out trading guns, doing things like that. Of course, my dad was always around the corner, but it was kind of cool because all the gentlemen would take care of me and on help me out anyway my dad was very active with gun uh gun he was a gun advocate i guess would you say and he was always trying to help uh keep stupid gun laws from happening and i kind of just i'd help him print and stuff like that but yeah i'll hand out flyer dad okay sure but i really didn't get um very i didn't get involved in it i'm embarrassed to say that and if my dad could hear me now, I'm sure he understands, and I'm really sorry. Get involved, people. My tip of the day is get involved. Sounds like you went to confession. But I, I did think go to <laughs> I think you're basically saying that you were never politically active. I was never politically active. I didn't know what a liberal was, conservative. And you don't I even did. have to be politically active necessarily, but you should be involved. If you're a gun owner and you're not involved with an organization like the AZCDL, you know I don't what? know that that's right. I think you should definitely support the community that's supporting you. Here's what I say about that. The AZCDL is the gas in your car for your guns. If you want to carry your gun, if you want to have your gun, if you want to keep your second amendment rights, they are the fuel 
that you need to keep going. And they're just one of the organizations, and they're at a local level. Right. Now, nationally, we've got the NSSF. The NRA. NRA. And definitely check these organizations out. Do what you can to support them. I want to say specifically about the AZCDL, they never knock on my door. They never pick up the phone and call me. They never even really email me unless I sign up for their newsletter. They are amazing because they're so focused on getting the work done that they're not constantly hounding me, and I appreciate that. Right. They won't bother you at all. But people, please get involved. Join the NRA, the NSFF. NSFF is a great program. There's so many things, especially if you're in business and fire business, you need to know about that. Um, just, just get involved. All right. I think that's a great tip of the week. And this is our last weekend before Christmas, so I know everybody's probably running around buying gifts and wrapping and baking and doing all kinds of fun things. And we hope that our Christmas music has gotten you a little bit more in the spirit and in the mood of the holiday. And um, until next time, I well, first I want to thank our tech crew because this music and all this that happens here couldn't happen with them without them. So thank you. Thank you to our listeners and our awesome guests. Please follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter. And until next time, pray for my voice that it comes back. <laughs> well, I'm definitely praying for that because uh, this was uh, weird today. <laughs> you did great, Dan. You did awesome. Pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders, even the ones you don't like. And be good to each other. Have a great week. God bless. Merry Christmas, and we leave you with a touch of Christmas. Better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town.